Welcome to The Workbench, where each week we take the time and make the space to build and create in our lives. I'm your host, Christina Awe, and I'm a writer, coach, and human resources professional with a deep interest in helping you find clarity, overcome obstacles, plan, and take action on your big dreams and goals. By doing this and sharing the journey, we build and create, and we inspire others to do the same. So let's get to it. you all and welcome back to the first episode of the workbench for 2020. I am really excited to be back and I've spent the last several weeks thinking about what I want to build and create and I'm looking forward to sharing more great ideas and inspiration and tools for your projects big and small. Today's shout out and gratitude moment is to my Mime, Grandma Rose, who was born on January 13th in 1903. She was many things to our family including an incredible and creative seamstress, a wonderful storyteller, a patient teacher, a great canasta player, and a baker, both in name and in practice. Many of my best cooking memories are in her kitchen, and these experiences were part of what led me to pursue my early culinary career. She is often still on my mind whenever I bake. So in today's episode, I wanna talk about crucibles. In the past 17 years, there have been two entwined components that have brought me to where I am today. The first is the crucible that stripped me down to my essence, and the second is the interior renovation that I underwent, reworking and rebuilding my life piece by piece. As part of the foundation for the podcast this year, today I want to share a personal story of some hard times that our family experienced and what has come out of that difficult and painful time. So I went to the dictionary to get the definition of a crucible, and Merriam-Webster defines it in these three ways. Number one, a vessel used for melting a substance that requires a high degree of heat. Number two, a severe test. And number three, a place or situation in which concentrated forces interact to cause and influence change or development. Synonyms for crucible include cross, fire, gauntlet, ordeal, and trial. And I'd have to say that that's a pretty accurate definition of what our family went through back in the early 2000s. So starting in my early 30s, our family experienced several deeply painful and life-changing events within a short period of time. Over the course of about five years, we experienced three miscarriages. We were then fortunate to give birth to our son, Alex, who's now 17. But within three weeks of his birth, my dad had a heart attack so we quickly figured out how to get me and Alex home to see dad. Traveling solo with an infant is very difficult. You can't exactly hand the little one off to a stranger while you use the restroom. But we made it back home and I was able to see my dad and he was able to get to see Alex again. He was in the hospital in Albany and our family spent hours in the waiting room in support of him and mom. To this day, I'm so glad that we made this difficult trip. Three weeks later, on November 22nd, 2002, on the morning of my six-week checkup, mom called to tell me that dad had passed away. So we got on a plane again and went home for the service, and then I stayed with mom in New York for about a month afterwards to try to help her. I was still figuring out how to take care of Alex, and Tim had to get back for work. I returned to San Diego in December, and we got word then that we had to move because the apartment building we were renting was being turned into condos, And without notice, the construction company would turn off the water or power just as I would be warming up a bottle for Alex and packing our belongings. 
Needless to say, this sucked. Birth and death and moves, these are all stressful events in and of themselves. And being a new parent is difficult in the best of circumstances because there's so much to learn. After the move, I descended into a depression that lasted several months. I didn't realize it at the time, but day after day, I would be so tired that I would nap for two or three hours and normal errands like going to the store felt overwhelming. It was years later that I realized how much emotional trouble I had been in. In her book, The Year of Magical Thinking, Joan Didion speaks of the shallowness of sanity. I knew exactly what she meant. My husband, Tim, also suffered greatly. I was completely absent in our relationship, and the effects of this have taken years to repair. When Alex was three, Tim was offered an executive chef position at a beautiful property in Connecticut, which was great for his resume, but really hard on our family life. As most of you know, the life of a chef is naturally hard, but this establishment was especially challenging. The hours were longer and the support was less. He was gone all of the time, and when he was home, he was deeply frustrated and unhappy. This further divided us. After two years, in 2008, we returned to San Diego, and it was this about this time that things started to stabilize for us. We reconnected with our friends here and began rebuilding our community. When we were in the midst of this crucible, it was so hard for our minds to catch up to our circumstances and reality. We had put pressures on ourselves that were unrealistic and were based in plans that were no longer viable. This was true for our relationships, our parenting expectations, and our energy levels. When you are grieving or moving or becoming a parent, you can't also expect to manage everything else in the same way you did before the new order of things. It took me so many years to come to terms with this and also to forgive my younger self for the perceived errors or sins committed during that time. What I know now and what I want others to believe is that we are all doing the best we can in the moment and to give ourselves permission and forgiveness and grace. So here's what I hope others can take from this story and this topic. It's easy to fall into the unhelpful habit of comparing ourselves to others. This can only cause pain. Crucibles come in all shapes and sizes and durations, and they're unique to the individual and the family. When you find yourself in life's most difficult seasons, please allow yourself to recognize the validity of your own experience and allow some compassion and grace to inhabit your healing. Denying ourselves in the midst of suffering only begets more suffering. Some things you can do. Turn inward. If you need help, get it. Let others help if they ask. If you need time, take it. Don't add to the suffering by layering on judgment. If you can allow yourself to cry and to feel on your own time, it can help. It is the fucking scariest thing you can do, but it also can pave the way towards healthy healing and deeper resilience. Trust that perspective and strength will come and the clouds will lift. It has taken me years to get to the point where I feel I can share this story without falling back into the pain that was so present during that time period. It still hurts. And at the same time, it's essential and it's so important to me to acknowledge that there were so many beautiful moments and people and experiences also during that time period. I feel it's essential to talk about this because it's really easy to only look through the binary lens of either or. Life is richer than that, and paradox exists. 
we have to embrace both and. In these experiences, this chapter in our lives built us to who we are today, and it's become a solid foundation for the next chapter. So in the next episode, I'll share the story of the rebuilding that took place. And I invite you to check out the show notes for a few resources that helped me through these really dark times. I am excited to continue sharing my story, but also stories of others and conversations about the work that goes into the building of our lives. There is so much more great content in the works for 2020. And before I leave you today, I'd like to shout out to everyone who saw me through our crucible. You know who you are. I am ever grateful for each and every kind word, insight, box of Kleenex, phone call, book recommendation, kick in the pants, and hug. We could not have done this without you. So join us in two weeks for the next episode. And in the meantime, keep building and creating. All you have to do is take that very next step. Thank you for joining us today at the workbench. We welcome your comments and would love to hear what you are in the process of building. Look us up at ChristinaAw.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-U.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can help us with our build by subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We aim to inspire and stir the pot for the next big thing you want to build or create. Until next time.